This morning's scripture comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 13. Uh, It is uh, part of a series of parables that Jesus is teaching on. but in this passage that we're going to be reading in Luke 13, it's uh, two of the shorter parables uh, that Jesus teaches from. Uh, Luke 13, and then uh, we'll begin in verse 18 and just a few verses that follow. You can follow along with the words on the screen or uh, with your Bibles in hand as we together hear the word of the Lord. Jesus said, therefore, to his disciples, What is the kingdom of God like? And to what should I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in the garden, and it grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air may nest in its branches. And again he said, to what should I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until it was all leavened. This is God's word offered to us in its reading and in its hearing. So we give thanks, Lord God Almighty. Would you bow with me forward to prayer? Gracious Father, we do give you thanks uh, for the wisdom of your word and for the teaching we have from your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask that you would uh, be present in this place at this time, that you would make yourself known to us through your word and through the work of your spirit within us. Lord, I ask that you would open our eyes, that we would see, open our ears, that we would hear. Open our minds, that we would come to know, understand your word and your will. Open our hearts, that we would feel its power. And by your grace, we ask, O God, that we would open our hands, that we would offer grace to the world. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, um, when you're a parent, you really never know what you're going to find in your dryer at the end of laundry. Um, it, I find it particularly true, uh, this go-round with Sam. Sam is five, Sam is a kindergartner, and Sam likes to collect things in his pockets. And uh, I don't know why we haven't learned that we should check his pockets before we start the wash, but we haven't. And lately, the thing that we find more often than not uh, are acorns, nuts, any seed of any sort that comes off of a tree. So I'll be pulling all the laundry out of the dryer, and there in the dryer will be anywhere, depending on the load, 3 to 13 different nuts of one sort or another. We'll be out of the Tomball High School football game, and before the game starts, before we're let into the stadium, he's out there collecting and stuffing his pockets with them. He stuffs his pockets on the playground. He stuffs his pockets after he gets off of the bus. Anywhere he could find nuts, he's going to put them in his pockets. It's quite embarrassing the way he uh, uh, uses the phrase as well, because we'll be in the stands, and he'll say, I dropped my nuts really loud, and we're like... And other things that are much more inappropriate than the one I just told you. Uh, And we as parents are always wondering. But but I think the the infatuation has actually come from class. And sometimes you learn about what your students are uh, gathering from their school uh, through what they're focused on. And right now they're learning about, about seeds. 
in school. And, uh, and, and so he, he, he told me just the other day, he said, Dad, here's what happens. An apple falls off of the tree, and then inside the apple are seeds. And then if you plant them, then a new tree will grow, and you'll have more apples. So I want to eat apples. Oh, I said, great. I love when you eat apples. He said, uh, but we're out of apples. You need to go to the store. <laughs> you got to go to H-E-B. And, uh, and, and so this is the idea that he's getting from school, and, and, it's, and it's about how things grow and how things uh, and, how, and how seeds produce trees and fruit and plants. And Jesus taught about plants a lot because they're in a, uh, uh, an agricultural environment uh, in Israel. And especially in the Galilee where Jesus was from, uh, vegetation was, was rich and it was a primary form of sustenance for families, uh, more so than, uh, than meat and cattle and sheep. For them in the Galilee, it would have been uh, agriculture. And so whenever he talks about seeds, we, we hear about it often. We hear the parable of the sower and sowing generously, uh, which, uh, which makes some sense to, 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 to us who don't deal in agriculture, but then it makes no sense to others that plant strategically. Uh, we also hear uh, about uh, a mustard seed in another passage of Scripture, and, and you probably are more familiar with this part of the mustard seed teaching of Jesus. He says, if you have faith, the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. And so we think about uh, that, that, that just that small little bit of faith has this sort of magnificent power. But, but this parable about a seed, about a mustard seed particularly, is uh, a little less common because it's a bit more complex because the subject matter is something that... Uh, that we don't fully grasp. It indeed deals in the mysterious, it indeed deals in the spiritual, and, and, and it deals in, in words uh, that, that we would do well to grow familiar with. It's all about the kingdom of God. For, for Jesus starts with this question, what is the kingdom of God like? What could I compare it to? What is the kingdom of God like? Now, I could, I could actually ask you, I could say, brothers and sisters, think about what the kingdom of God is like. I want you to gather up with your neighbors, and I want you to sit and spend five minutes talking with one another about what the kingdom of God is like, and drawing forth these similes that you can bring forth. And, and I could say, I don't want you to use the, the, the images that Jesus used. I don't want you to use a mustard seed. I don't want you to use yeast. I want you to come up with your own contemporary, modern fo focus points of what the kingdom of God is like. And you could, you could do that. And we could spend time together drawing this forth and identifying what would be a modern day parable for the kingdom of God. But we might, we might do well to actually uh, orient our vision a little bit, uh, uh, redirect our attention so that, so that we can focus on some of the things that Jesus focused on. What, what were the main points of this parable? When Jesus said that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, when Jesus said the kingdom of God is like uh, yeast, uh, what, what is Jesus communicating there? First on the mustard seed, on this seed, what Jesus is talking about is, is a mustard seed. Now, now most argue, and actually uh, in other versions of this parable throughout the Gospels, Jesus calls this the smallest of all the seeds. And in fact, the black mustard seed in that region at that time was uh, one of the, if not the smallest seed that was known and accounted for. Of course, today, with uh, all of the agriculture that we have in the world, people know of other seeds that are actually smaller, but a mustard seed is, is really, really tiny. And so Jesus says, 
you have this really tiny thing, this itty-bitty thing that you can compare this itty-bitty thing to the kingdom of God? How does that make sense? Is, is it really about the seed and the kingdom of God? But what does Jesus say about the seed? It's not just the seed, it's the power that the seed contains within. Because Jesus doesn't just say that the kingdom of God is like this mustard seed. It says this kingdom of God is like this mustard seed that is planted and grows into a magnificent tree. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. So, so the kingdom of God for Jesus isn't about uh, the comparison to just the seed. The kingdom of God uh, for Jesus is about this transformation from something very small, something minute, to something grand and glorious and powerful. And, and so when we think about uh, Christian history, we can think about if it started with Jesus, with one man, with, with God's son in all of the earth, and you think about all of human history, this one man, God's only son, it began there, and then the kingdom of God grew and expanded and expanded all across the world. And we could look at our brothers and sisters that are worshiping at this very time across this country, across this world, and, 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 and on Sundays throughout the globe, folks gathering and we think about how grand and glorious that, that mustard seed, that spark of the kingdom grew into. So maybe if we were going to think about our own parables and we were thinking about what the kingdom of God is like, we need to start with what is that thing that is very small that grows into something absolutely magnificent? I see covenant in that way. I see covenant in that way because I, I remember when Lauren came to me and, and she said, I think the Holy Spirit is telling us that we should plant a church. And that's what it started with. Covenant started with the Holy Spirit working through my wife, first and foremost. Men, we would do well to learn this. And, uh, and saying, the Holy Spirit is telling us to do this. And here's where we are today. And, and think about all that God is going to continue to do amongst us, in us, through us, in this community, in the world. What is the kingdom of God like? Something that is very small, but grows into something magnificent. Some of you might be able to, to relate that to, 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 to a relationship that you had, a relationship you had that, that began as an acquaintance and grew into a friend, that grew into a spark of love, a glimmer of hope that there might be a future reality that became a marriage, that became generations of marriage and a whole, whole magnificent uh, family all built on love that began in a relationship. What would the kingdom of God be like? Something that's small, really, really small that has the capacity to grow into something grand and beautiful. But Jesus, uh, when he's talking about the kingdom of God like a mustard seed, he doesn't just start, stop there. He, 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 he leads us there and then goes uh, one step deeper. And, and he, says, he says the kingdom of God is like this mustard seed that it grows into a tree and that tree becomes a place where the birds of the air can nest and have their home. And, and so, so the kingdom of God can't just be like something that's small that becomes big, but it has to be something big that welcomes others in. It, it, it can't be something big that 
that, that blocks people out, that keeps people from finding their way in. You, you know, in, in parts of scripture, Jesus uses birds as, as evil creatures and examples. In this example, he's actually using birds as, as all of God's people, as God's, God's children all across the world. And so the birds in this example is, is equated to you and, and to me. And, and when Jesus says the kingdom of God is like this mustard seed that becomes a tree, it welcomes us all in creating space for us to find home, haven, rest, for us to be at peace. Think about home in that, in that most, most beautiful sense. That home, that, that home where, where your heart is settled, where your soul is at peace, where you find joy. Some of us have that, that nostalgic feeling of home. Some of us moved around a lot. I moved around a lot. I moved around a lot as a kid, and so whenever I go to Granny's house, uh, I feel a sense of home, and I walk in that, crink, that, that creaky uh, 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 screen door. Why, why we still have screen doors? We have a screen door in Granny's house, and whenever I open that creaky screen door and I walk in and I smell the house and I see the house, I feel that overwhelming sense of home and I know that not just am I welcome there but I think about all the people that have always been welcome in granny's house maybe you have a granny like that where where uh no matter uh, who we were in relationship with, if we had a friend that, that didn't have family to be with on holiday, or if we had uh, grown our family when Lauren was welcomed in, when we had kids, uh, there was always more than enough room at Granny's table. Granny had a home that others always found welcome in. So this mustard seed, this really small thing that becomes something grand and big is not something that's big for the sake of being big, but big so there's always room for more. But I love when Jesus is describing something in parable like this. I love, uh, I love the way that this is a back and forth, the kingdom of God, what shall I compare it to? And, and, and it, it's as though that he, he, he's describing the kingdom of God and he's like mustard seed, small, large, mustard seed, uh, making room for others. And he's like, oh, but there's so much more to the kingdom of God. Where do I even go next? Like how, how? And then he's like, okay, let me tell you, here, here's what else the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is like yeast. Yeast, yeast, and, and so, so you have three measures of dough, this massive amount of dough, and, and, and what, what you do is you take yeast, a, a little lump of yeast. Compared to all the dough, it's, it's, it's really small. But then it, it, it says you knead it in, you work it in, and Jesus, Jesus says that you just don't work it into a piece of it or a part of it so that the rest can be chopped off and set aside, but, but you find a way for this yeast to work its way in to every section and segment of this dough. And then what happens to the dough? I mean, we know, well, we might not know because we don't bake anymore. Uh, but, 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 but we have a little bit of knowledge of what yeast does, right? Yeast makes it all rise. It's as though the yeast brings it to life. Uh, otherwise, it would be just this, this boring uh, flat, uh, oftentimes hard piece of crust. But instead, instead we have it rise and it's 
fluffy and it can be hard on the outside and warm and soft and delicious on the inside with a little slather of honey butter and just, mmm. Right? Amen. Um, wow, I had a moment there. So, um, where are we going to lunch? Uh, so, so this yeast, what, 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 what Jesus is saying is I, I, I can't just speak about the kingdom of God in one way or in two ways. I have to, I, the, the kingdom of God is so dynamic and so, and so awesome that I need to speak about it in another way. And here's this other way that, that something small can be, can be, can be uh, just, just pressed into something else and that something else can be brought to life because of that one small thing. I think Jesus is, is talking about how the kingdom of God grows in and through us. You and me. How the kingdom of God uh, is, is like yeast and that yeast is, 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 is moving in and amongst and around the entire world and as the world encounters that yeast, they are brought to life as well. Boy, we need some yeast in our world today, don't we? Man, we need to see the kingdom of God invade dark and evil spaces around our world and in our lives, don't we? What a week it's been. Man, what would it be for the kingdom of God to to find way through through that yeast, through the servants of God to invade those dark places in, in synagogues where evil would work to invade and that the kingdom of God would find a way to permeate and transform even the darkest of hearts. What would it be for, for, for the kingdom of God through, uh, through you and through me, through the yeast that we're called to be to invade our our, our, our politics to invade uh, to invade uh, the spaces in Kentucky uh, where where where, uh, where folks are shot down for the color of their skin. What would it be for the kingdom of God to to through you and me uh, through the yeast that we are be woven into the fabric of all of our lives? Oh, maybe you have a space in your in your office in your workplace where you could see the the friction, the tension, the conflict welling up amongst colleagues. And 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 what would it be for the kingdom of God to invade that space and transform it and change it in magnificent ways? Chapter 13 is where we are. <laughs> the Gospel of Luke is a powerful place, the chapter 13. Um, you know, earlier this, earlier this week, I, he- I heard a story in one of our local high schools about, um, about it's to, uh, the story begins with a, with a fight. And then you hear about conflict and pain that leads up to the fight and that flows in the fight and then all of the the pain that flows forth following the fight and you think to yourself what is it what is it like for even our students even our christian students to be a lump of yeast 
that enters in to even our schools. And God can, can knead them into the, the dough, which is the, the circumstance around them, and that the kingdom of God to ex- can expand and invade the hearts and lives of every single student, teacher, administrator around them. What would it be for us to see ourselves as, as agents, as ambassadors of the kingdom of God? That wherever we go, we know that the kingdom of God is near. In fact, the kingdom of God is in our midst. The kingdom of God is growing and, and, and moving at this very moment. The kingdom of God is something that, that, that started small with, with one man, God's only son, Jesus Christ. But it has expanded throughout the world and it's expanded in us. And now we can go out into the world and we could be a part of that expansion. That we could advocate for that loving, graceful, hopeful, joyful, peaceful existence that is the kingdom of God. That we could be ambassadors for Jesus Christ. You know, you and I could sit around and we could think together of all the different ways that we could describe the kingdom of God and we could do that because we've experienced what it means to be a part of that kingdom that we've been grafted in that we've been welcomed, that we've received grace, that we've been a part of a family, that we have hope and love and joy. We've experienced that. And we could think of many different examples of things that start small and become big, that welcome others in and that invade spaces of darkness so that all could be blessed. But today I want you to be thinking about what would it be for you to be a mustard seed? What would it be for you to be that yeast? What shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It's so dynamic. It's so awesome. I can't even begin to describe it but I know these few things about it. Would you pray with me?